Hey there, this is Alana Terry, and you're listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Glad you joined me today. I want to talk about this idea of balance because it's become something that many of us are recognizing that we need to gain more of, but it feels kind of elusive. It feels kind of like a myth. And then the question becomes like, okay, so if we're trying to achieve balance in our work and in our lives, what does that even look like? Does that mean that for every one minute I spend writing, I spend one minute with my family? Does that mean that for every hour I spend typing, that I also spend an hour talking to my husband, right? Like what, what does balance actually look like? So the one thing I want to chat about is moving away from seeing balance as an equal number of minutes, right? And I, I feel like we can almost, if you're a parent of more than one child, you can almost think about it in these kinds of terms, like when you balance your love and attention for your kids, you're not sitting with a clock saying, okay, well, I spent 20 minutes helping this guy with his homework. So now I better go spend 20 minutes with this other guy or else I'm out of balance, right? Balance has a lot more to do with your mental state than it really does with looking at your calendar, right? And so what balance for one person would look like calendar wise would look very lopsided to somebody else. And that's the other thing to keep in mind. We all have very different demands on our time and energy. So a single person um, with a, a part-time job who writes the rest of the time and doesn't really have a ton of outside obligations, their definition of what is balance is going to look really different than a parent with four kids and juggling two jobs and doing freelance stuff on the side, plus like struggling with health issues or something like that. So balance has way more to do with how you feel about your time and if you feel like you have enough time for the things that are important to you, that's what balance means. I think about it kind of in terms of being wealthy. We like to teach our kids being rich doesn't have anything to do with how much money you have in the bank or how much money you earn or how much money is in savings. Being rich means knowing that your basic needs are taken care of and not having a ton of financial strain and worry, right? That's what being rich is. It's a state of mind. And in the same way, being balanced, I really look at as a state of mind, but that doesn't help us achieve it, right? So let's talk about some of the some of the juggling that we as artists have to do. So I want to talk first about creative and business balance, because that's something that we all deal with, whether or not we have families or outside obligations on our time. We do need to balance our creative process as well as what makes smart business sense. And this is something that I love talking about in this community, because some people just focus on the creativity, the craft of writing and things like that. Some people focus just on the marketing to the point where they'll say something like, it doesn't matter what genre you write at all, as long as it's going to earn you money and you write to market, right? I love finding that intersection. I feel like that's where we can be the most, uh, to act with the most integrity to our creative selves and our business selves. And to be able to do that by saying, I am 100% a creative and I am 100% a, a kick butt business owner and to be able to kind of own both of those sides. So if you feel out of balance, that means that either you feel like you're giving your creative side too much leeway and that's impacting your bottom line, or it feels like you're only doing what you feel is going to make you the most money and your creative muse is kind of languishing. 
as a result. So my favorite way to look at this is to not treat it as tricky at all, to say, whatever it is that you feel like writing, there is going to be a way to make it marketable. And so I don't think that there needs to be a ton of stress about what my creative self wants and what my business self wants. Basically, I kind of have these like dual dialogues going where my creative self says, I would really like to write this, this, and that. And my business self says, hmm, well, I think this would sell best. So let's go that way or things like that. And so neither one is feeling like they're giving too much concession to the other. And I think it's really important to give our creative self and our business self equal spots at the table. And then basically you just need to know for you, who's going to have the final say if it really comes down to it. For me, the creative self is going to have the final say, but there's a lot of uh, back and forth and a lot of, I don't even want to call it compromise, but just a lot of finding common ground that goes on. And that I also like to think of my marketing as an extension of my creative self. When I write an email, I try to be very creative about it as opposed to, I love writing books, but I hate writing emails, right? For me, it's just, I love writing. And so there are ways to bring a creative self into the marketing that we do as well. So that's the creative slash marketing balance that we all have to find. We also all need to find balance in these other areas. So for those people with family, I want to talk to you and talk about just what does a work-life balance look like for an author who has a lot of family obligations. So the way I like to look at it, I like to look at having kids as the best thing that has ever happened to me as an author. I also like to look at the fact that I'm an author is one of the best things that could happen to my kids. When they were younger, I did experience guilt. My thought was, okay, if I wasn't spending so much time and energy on these books, I would be a, a funner mom, right? Like I'd, I'd be the, the arts and crafty, like Pinterest mom. And a friend pointed it out to me and she was so wise in saying this. And she said, well, who's to say that if you stopped writing altogether, that you wouldn't become a worse mom because you'd be unfulfilled. You'd be unhappy. I heard of a funny, I think it's in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. I listened to it about once a year. And she talks about how if you don't give your creativity something to do, it's like one of those like sheepdogs that just, well, it's going to chew up your couch because it needs to be doing something. It needs something to focus its attention on. And so I want to encourage you, if you're feeling that kind of guilt, remember that it's less about Am I spending as many minutes with my family as I am with my work? And it's more about, are these areas complementing each other? Being a parent, like I said, is one of the best things that could happen to me as an author. Because if it weren't for them, first of all, I wouldn't be able to write my kid characters well. I wouldn't be able to write my parent characters well. And even if you write nonfiction, the majority of people you write to are likely parents or will be parents one day or things like that. And so we can relate to people um, better having lived through the, you know, common experiences, the more life experience you have, the better you a writer you are, because you have more experience to draw from. The other reason why I say that being a mom is one of the best things that happened to me as an author is it gets me out of my office. And that's important too. It gets me, um, kind of rigid times a day. Like we kind of set our days around meals. So I know 
But when it comes time for lunch, I don't need to ask myself, should I keep on working or should I take a break? So it's kind of like these enforced breaks in my day, even sometimes doing like the chaperoning, which I really don't love as a stage of being a parent. But I see it as a kind of way to force myself away from work so that my brain has time in between my writing and all of my marketing tasks. My brain has time to decompress. I also want to talk about the balance that we need to come to between working and resting this balance between being really productive and doing what's good for our health, because I feel like a lot of us aren't treating our bodies well. And by that, I'm not, I'm not really saying, yeah, you're eating too much junk food. Basically, I'm saying we're treating our bodies as like a, an afterthought of an afterthought. We're like, okay, I need to beat my body into submission to get this book done. And yeah, when you're in like the passions of creativity, it's nice to not think about your body. It's nice to not have aches and pains or hunger or things that are going to interrupt your creative energy. I totally get that. But when you're done, <laughs> when you come down from that kind of mountaintop flow experience, I think that we need to be so much gentler and thankful for our bodies than most of us are. Without our bodies, we could not write. We could not take the thoughts in our heads and get them onto the page. And our physical health impacts our creative process so much. And so instead of saying, oh, I can't take time to exercise because I'm working under a deadline, we really need to create this kind of mentality where anything that you do that's good for your body, you treat as being good for your writing as well. In the same way that a professional athlete takes care of their body so that they can perform well, we should be taking care of our bodies so that we can perform at our best capacity. By this, I'm not saying that we all need to be a certain weight and we all need to eat a certain diet. I'm just saying do what's going to work well for you. What can make you 2% healthier and start doing that? right? Is that getting better sleep? Is that moving around a little bit more? Is that staying more hydrated? Like it can be small things. I'm not saying that we all need to go in and become like, you know, Instagram, health food, workout junkie kind of people. But what's one or two things that you could do to make yourself slightly healthier than you are today? And then again, treat your body with the kindness and the gratitude it deserves because it's serving you. It's allowing you to write. So instead of saying, oh, um, I hate my body because it interrupts me when it gets hungry, right? Or I hate myself because I get tired and then I can't write. Like, thank your body for the work that it is doing for you. It, it's working really hard. And we don't see that because it's not like we're out there um, carrying 50 pound bags of, of grain or something. Like it doesn't feel like a physical job but it does take so much energy to do the creative work and to maintain that mental focus. And so taking care of your body is really important. So when we talk about balancing just kind of our work and our health, again, I want to encourage you to not see them as two opposite sides of the spectrum. And just to remember the things you do that are good for your health are going to be good for your writing. And lastly, I just want to remind you to get out there and have some life experience. Do something fun. Play sometimes. Take some days off. Binge movies. Play stupid smartphone games. Give your brain times to just relax and enjoy, right? Like I think about uh, when you're training a puppy, right? Like, yeah, you want them to be focused, but then every so often you need to interrupt that time with just playfulness and running around and petting or let them take a nap, right? So I just want to encourage you um, in these areas and in your seeking for more balance, it's not about what's on the calendar. It's about what's going on internally. And I just want to remind you that 
all the things that we do can work together to enhance all the areas of our life. And that's such a nicer way to look at it than to feel like everything's competing, right? So like when I'm writing, I'm not with my family. When I'm with my family, I'm not doing my ads. When I'm doing my ads, I'm not writing my book. Like just think about them all as as things that you get to do that complement each other, that give you rest from one area. So when you're working on the ads, it gives your writing brain rest. When you're working on your writing, it gives your marketing brain rest. When you're playing with the dog, it gives your just kind of focused brain rest. So just think about all the ways that all the things that you do can enhance your writing life. And that will get you real far in achieving the balance that we're all looking for. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.